Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Well Then. In today's podcast episode, I am interviewing a special guest, Samantha Skelly, who is going to be diving into one of my favorite topics, breathwork. Many of you know that I practice and teach breathwork and have for many years because it is such a powerful tool to shift us out of our blocks, to change our physiology, to improve our mental health and all the things. And Samantha is an expert breathwork facilitator. She has spent the last decade of her career revolutionizing the personal and spiritual development industries through breathwork. She has appeared on networks and in publications worldwide and has shared her message on over 400 stages. She is also a Hay House author and her book, Hungry for Happiness, has been a game changer in the diet industry. Samantha is known as the queen of breathwork as she has a strong mission to make the power of breathwork mainstream to reduce human suffering and raise human consciousness and potential. She is also the CEO and founder of two seven-figure wellness brands, Hungry for Happiness and Pause Breathwork. And in our episode today, we talk a lot about how to use breathwork to alleviate common mental health concerns, some of the ways that we can stop dependency on substances and stimulants and use breathwork to find that kind of inner drug within and get that natural high that so many of us seek. Um, as well as how breathwork can help heal addictions and just connect us to our most authentic self. So I think you are going to love this conversation today. And at the end of this episode, Samantha shares um, a special for her breathwork app for all of my listeners. So make sure you tune in till the very end and hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on, Megan. I'm so excited to connect. Absolutely. Me too. I know that we definitely have lots of shared areas of interest and I'm so excited to dive into one of your main areas of expertise, which is breath work, because I know that that is such an incredibly powerful tool and modality for so many different uh, reasons, for so many different um, issues and and concerns that somebody might be working through. And I know we're going to dive into a lot of that today, but I would love to just kick it off with hearing a little bit more about your own journey and how you found breathwork or how it found you and, Mm -hmm. and what that kind of evolution has looked like, if you don't mind sharing. That's so accurate, how it found me. <laughs> yeah, right? It usually is that way. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I grew up as a dancer and a mm. child actress from a, quite a young age. And so I struggled with a lot of body image issues and disordered eating. In fact, my whole first company was called Hungry for Happiness, um, helping women overcome emotional eating, disordered eating, body image issues, that kind of thing. And when I was struggling with food and body and things like that, I had tried so many different modalities. I tried, of course, mindset work and therapy and talk coaching and all sorts of different things. And nothing was really working for me. Um, I felt like I was constantly just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound with some of these different modalities. And so I remember I was about 19 or 20. And I was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. And there is a part of that book where she goes to Bali and finds that medicine man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, mom, I'm going to book a one-way ticket to Bali. I'm going to find <laughs> this guy. I'm going to figure this out. And so I did exactly that. I, I went to Bali and 
found this guide. There was some, I don't know if you remember, there was like, and maybe they still exist, but these kind of like travel guides called the Lonely Planet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was literally in the Lonely Planet. Oh, no way. That's so wild. <laughs> Her book was probably great for his business. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Well, I'm sure because I got there and there was like this massive line to see him. And so I got in this line and when it was my turn, he came up to me and he didn't speak much English and he like pulled these big sticks out of his bag and started poking me with these sticks. And it was excruciating as she, as she names in the book. Right. And, um, he just kind of taps my head and he goes, you need to, you need to meditate. Your, your brain's too busy. And I, I remember, um, like at that time, because my body was just so uncomfortable it was i was either like numb or anxious like those were yeah. like the two places that i hung out in yeah. meditating was really hard for me like being able to just like sit there and meditate was like a little bit challenge well not a little bit it was very challenging yeah. and so i i was like oh gosh okay well if i flew all the way here to find you and you're telling me to meditate i should probably go do it <laughs> <laughs> so i i ended up going to this uh meditation yoga studio called the yoga barn mm -hmm. um in ubud and they didn't have any meditation classes, but they had a breathwork class. And so I remember going up to the breathwork class and this guy came up to me and he said, um, are you ready to go on the, the ride of your life? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, you are gonna experience things in your body that you've never experienced before. You're gonna feel like joy and bliss and, and happiness. And then you're gonna release and let go and shed away all this, you know, trauma and sadness and things like that. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, dude, I don't know who you don't know who you're talking about. Like, mm -hmm. I, I literally can't feel anything. <laughs> I can do sadness or I can do numbness and I can do anxiety, but I don't know about the rest. <laughs> but that's it, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> I started breathing in this way and it was just like activating my body in like such a beautiful way. And I, I was feeling energy and gosh, like every, I was feeling energy everywhere in my body. And, um, after I just, woke up from the experience and I, I asked him, I was like, why does the whole world not know that we have the ability to do this? Like, this is so wild, so wild. So um, yeah, from there, I just became obsessed with it. I took every breathwork, you know, training I could at the time. And, you know, I've just hasn't, I haven't stopped since. And then I started pause breathwork about five years ago. And We've now trained nearly a thousand breathwork facilitators all over the world. And um, wow. yeah, we have thousands of people on our pause breathwork app using breathwork every single day to clear anxiety and stress and connect back into their power. And it's just been truly one of the most, uh, yeah, beautiful rides. Wow. So it really did find you. <laughs> I love it. It really did. Like yeah, it really did. It was just like, I remember thinking like, how did I get here? Like, what the heck? And that's what I love about life. Like life, like the intelligence of life is always informing our next best move. All we have to do is pay attention yeah. and feel. And if we can pay attention and feel, it's like life just opens up in just the most miraculous of ways. Yeah. And that's when you start to notice more of those synchronicities. And it really feels like magic where you're like, wow, how did all of this line up? That's so wild. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I'm curious too, obviously there's lots of different breathing patterns and styles of breath work available out there. So first off, I'm curious, what, what type of, of breath work were you practicing in that first initial class there in Bali? 
That and, was like, a, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll start there. <laughs> that was like the, the rebirthing practice. So it was very, very, very intense and very um, long. It was three hours of a really intense wow. breath work practice, which I really don't recommend um, just from simply like a nervous system regulation mm -hmm. lens. It's really important that we're mindful and we titrate our nervous system so we don't, you know, kind of go too hard because it can be a very intense practice. Yeah, three hours for for a first timer is definitely not a pretty small crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so is that more like kind of like holotropic breathing that you were doing in that that session yeah? That so ceremony? like holotropic and Wim Hof and rebirthing and the alchemy of breath, like all of those are like brands essentially mm -hmm. of breath, um, and so basically like holotropic breath work is like the brand that Sandgraf created, but his, his method is, is quite intense. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that that breath work is done is there's generally a breather and a sitter. So someone is actually watching you breathe for like hours and hours and hours. I remember the first time that I, I went to a holotropic breath work retreat here in uh, Joshua tree. And I'm like, wait, you want me to just sit and watch this person breathe for three hours? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I remember I was like, I had like a notebook next to me and I got bored. So I started like doodling in my notebook and I got in trouble. Like that's not the way that we do it at pause um, at all. But also with pause, it's we don't go for the like super intense breathe as hard as you can type of modality because I don't believe that intensity equals transformation. Right. I believe that like we have to work with each each nervous system and each being and we have to teach people like how to actually um, breathe in accordance to their energetic constitution. So it's actually not supportive to just do it as hard as you can just like working out right. It's like you're not going to get fitter if you just go really, 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 really hard. Like you'll actually like earn, injure yourself more times than not. So uh, breath work kind of uh, is like the same idea. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, there's so many different types of, of modalities and lineages of breathwork practices, depending on who you're learning from and, and where you're going. Could you speak a mm -hmm. little bit more to some of the types of breathing patterns that you most often use, whether in your own practice or on your app? Totally. So one of the breathwork patterns is called the tri-active breath. Now this one is the most energizing and activating breath pattern. So for someone who has a history of a lot of trauma, this wouldn't be the one that you would want to do for a sustained amount of time. Up to eight minutes, you're totally fine. You're still in your window of not going into an altered state of consciousness. But if you have a more of a sensitive system, you'll want to do something a little bit more gentle. So the tri-active breath is into the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this. Now, what with that one, we want to go depth over speed oftentimes. So we don't want to go like, yeah, we want to like really allow the breath to travel all the way down to our root chakra, breathing into like that deep belly area, those lower energy centers up into the chest heart area, and then really allowing the breath to go through the mouth. Now, following your own pacing is really important with that breath work as well, right? If you're, if you're like, whoa, this is too much energy, we can always scale it back. Um, and then we have one called the halo active, which is in through the nose, out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. 
on that one, we want to make sure that the exhale is actually longer than the inhale. And when we breathe in, we want to squeeze those like lower muscles in our perineum all the way up, 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 and really visualize the breath coming up through our lower energy centers all the way to the top. Um, so that's two out of the five. I would recommend for those those of you who have more of a sensitive system, go with the Halo Active, nice and slow. For those who who have either done a lot of work or just know that your body can handle more energy, then the triactive breath is a really powerful one. And then in order to shift as well, we have like top holds and bottom holds. Mm -hmm. So doing the triactive breath and then doing a top hold will bring the energy and shoot it up through the the top shot chakras, like really giving ourselves like that sense of elevation and energy and the bottom holds um, paired with the halo active breath are really good for like grounding the body. So if you are someone who experiences a lot of anxiety, you have a lot of air energy, your energy is kind of like goes out of your body, doing some of the, um, the bottom holds are actually really powerful for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, I, I like that you give the context as well of like depending on where you're at and what you're working through or struggling with, there are different types of breath that are relevant and applicable because some breaths are really activating and, and, um, stimulating and other breaths are really soothing and nourishing mm -hmm. and relaxing. And that, so it's not like a one size fits all necessarily. Totally. Totally. Yes. Along those lines, something that I'm really excited to chat with you about is this conversation that you know, a lot of people in our society, especially Western society are so dependent on stimulants and substances and like taking in all of these things mm. to make ourselves feel the way that we want to feel or think we need to feel each day and having that, that reliance and that dependency on external um, substances, whether it's like a coffee or caffeine or, you know, pills to help you sleep, whatever the case might be. And I know that you speak a lot about how breath work can be such a powerful tool to kind of resource your own inner pharmacy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things to just realize about our society, society as a whole is like we live in a very dependent society and we're very dependent, whether it's whether that manifests as codependency in relationships, whether that is, you know, we feel sad for a few days and we go to the doctors and they prescribe us antidepressants like we are. And I'm and I'm not saying that those that we shouldn't be on antidepressants. I want to make myself very clear there. There are some rare cases where that is absolutely needed. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important that we that we really know about our bodies and and we don't go to the external thing before we go to the internal thing. And so what I teach my clients and what I really take a stand for is like, have we done the internal, really tapped into our internal pharmacy first before we begin to externalize our needs in a substance or in another person or in a habit or whatever it is. And so this is so, so important, right? It, it's like, let's meditate before we medicate and let's really understand what we actually need. Because oftentimes when we are feeling, like if we look at depression, okay, well, have we gone through all of the holistic practices in order to really remedy ourselves? Or are we just feeling depressed and we're going to go take a pill for it, which in the long term can, can make it worse if it's, if it's, you know, if we haven't looked at the holistic first, like, what are we like starting with like the very simple things? Like, are we getting enough rest? Are we sleeping eight hours a night? Are we nourishing ourselves with the right food and like healthy food that is, 
you know, not full of chemicals and not overly processed? Are we taking in the right nutrition? Are we taking in the right supplements? Do we have a vitamin deficiency that's creating the depression, whatever it is? Are we hydrating ourselves with really clean, healthy water on a regular basis with electrolytes? Are we moving our body for at least 60 minutes a day? So much, so many, so many people are sedentary and like the lack of movement of our body can really begin to have a huge impact on our neurochemistry. Are we connecting? Are we having deep connected, connected relationships with ourselves, with each other, with the planet, with our creator? Or do we have a spiritual relationship? Do we realize that there is something greater than, than us? And like really working down that, that really doing the work on our mental health from that external holistic point of view first. And then if we can really truly get to a place where we have done all of the things, then yes, maybe there is an opportunity where there's a supplement that you need to take in order to, um, uh, you know, help with your chronic anxiety or depression or whatever it is. But it's so important for us to really look at lifestyle. We're just, an, we're overprescribed as a society and it's have, really having an impact uh, long-term. Yeah, I, I love that perspective so much because it's actually incredibly empowering to realize that everything you listed is something that's within our own control and our own po power to be able to adapt and adjust our lifestyle to incorporate those habits, to incorporate those foods, to incorporate all the practices and things that can really make us feel so well and so vibrant from the inside out rather than feeling like we have to be dependent on pills or substances or doctors or people outside of us in order to feel good. Totally. It's so, so, so important. Yeah. And I, I love kind of transferring that idea as well my, into my practice is primarily in the realm of heartbreak and, and helping um, people in the aftermath of, of going through breakups and separations, which is obviously a, a uniquely difficult and often traumatic time in our lives that most everyone has gone through. And I think in chapters like that, there can be such a tendency to want to numb because the feelings are so big and so overwhelming that it feels like, oh, we can't possibly bear to sit with them. But the reality is when you lean into tools and practices like breathwork and, and so many of the other things you listed, it gives you, I think, a greater capacity to, to be with what you're feeling and to feel uncomfortable emotions and painful and difficult emotions and know that you have the ability to actually pass them through you. Like I see breathwork and I would love to hear your take on this as well, but as a tool to move emotions through you so they're not stuck in your body anymore. Yeah, we are so powerful. Like it is wild how powerful we are. Mm -hmm. And we've just forgotten. And I think that's the the like the the two big like tragedies of life is like thinking that all we are is human and and not actually tapping into our power. And I think the reason why I love breath work so much is because it doesn't take us sitting in a therapy chair for 30 years talking about our problems to realize what's going on. Mm -hmm. We we can breathe in a 20 minute session and have direct access to our divinity and remember who we are like so quickly. And that's why this modality is so popular. That's why it's the fastest growing healing modality on the face of the planet right now. And people are just Oh my gosh, it's it's just incredible. Like I, I was at a retreat last week. Um, one of my one of my good friends, Kathy Heller, was putting on a retreat, and so I came out to to her retreat up in Malibu and I taught breathwork in person, which is 
my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> I tell the students who like go through our breathwork facilitator training, I'm like, just you wait until you do it in person with people. It's just, it's just intoxicating. It's the best thing in the whole world. Yeah. There, there was people there who've like never done breathwork at all. And, you know, I took them through a, it was maybe half an hour and it was so crazy. I, this one woman came up to me and she was just like, all of the therapy that I've been, she, she came up to me and she was like, she goes, I've done ayahuasca. I've done mushrooms. I've done 25 years of therapy. Nothing brought me closer to my divinity than this 30 minute session. And I'm wow. like, and that's like, I hear that stuff all the time. And so I, I am just so committed. Like my big hairy audacious goal for my life is like, I just want to, I want a million people to have that experience that that woman had at that retreat. And, you know, you don't have to be at a swanky retreat up in Malibu to have that experience. Like I've, I've built an app that people can do it, you know, in the comfort of their own homes for $5 a month. And my whole vision is like, how can we, how can we use breathwork as the vehicle to help people remember how powerful they, they really are? Yeah. Oh God. I love the way that you, that you worded that because it really does connect you to, to your power, to your own sense of self and almost like your your inner compass when you when you feel the physical sensation of like wow I created this for myself just by directing and using my breath you feel like you're capable of anything truly it is it is one of the most wild things and it's so easy to forget mm -hmm. we live in a world where it is so easy to forget who we are it is so easy to forget our divinity it is so easy to forget our power and every single day in so many different ways, I get to remember it through the power of my breath. And it's not my mind, right? It's, it's, it's really interesting when we perceive messages from the mental field versus the emotional field. So like someone, whether it's your partner or a coworker can be like, wow, you are like really amazing. And what that compliment does is it like, it's filtered through the mental field. So there might be protectors or there might be beliefs that are contradicting that compliment we just got. So it's not actually going to land on our nervous system as like in, in a nourished way. It's going to be kind of fragmented. Whereas with breath work, because the mental field with all of our protectors and our perceptions and our beliefs and all this kind of stuff is not online when we're doing breath work, we have the direct experience of our power. So we, if we feel it on such a deeper level, and that for me is just like, oh my God, it's like one of the coolest things ever. I yeah. love it. Oh, exactly. When you actually get to like viscerally experience it, it's, it's next level. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So you, cool. You mentioned a couple of different things. I know you mentioned like you have a daily practice and um, I think you, you mentioned like just 20 minutes a day. Is there a general recommendation that you have for people of like, here's a good place to start. I'm personally such a big advocate of like start slow and small so that you can actually build a sustainable habit, something you're going to do repeatedly and you can build on it from there. But have you found that there's like a magic number or a duration of time that that works really well for the types of breath work that you teach? So it's different every day. You know, I like what I what I tell people is download the app and do the three minute ones every single day for a couple of weeks and just see how that feels on your body and kind of build up from there. If you go in like we on the app, we have three minutes, um, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 25 minutes and 45 minutes. So if you do a 45 minute one and it's like it's a lot of energy in your body, you might not want to do it the next day. And my philosophy with breathwork is like let it be an integrative experience like on a daily basis. And so even three minutes of like remembering who you are for three minutes every single day is going to be 
really, truly transformative. Um, so I would say start there and then kind of like work your way up from there. And you are your highest authority when it comes to breath work. So really trusting. There's going to be some days where you're feeling like not up for doing like a longer one. And, and again, like it's not going to be more transformative if you do it constantly. Um, it's just a matter of like what your body is asking for. Right now, for me, I'm in a phase where 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening is like my sweet spot. And then um, obviously, I because I run a breathwork company, every meeting at pause starts with three minutes of breathwork. So I'll do three minutes of breathwork in the meetings that I have with my team. But that's where I'm at right now um, as far as like daily. And then maybe like twice a week, I'll do one of the longer ones, like a 25-minute one or a 45-minute one. Um, first of all, I love that every meeting at your company starts with three minutes of breath work. That is so cool. And I think every company in the world should adopt that. It makes everything so much easier. <laughs> yes, because then everybody's like got so much more clarity. Their nervous systems are calm and regulated going into the meeting. I'm sure it makes it more productive and creative and all the things. Oh, it really does. It's the best. It really is the best. And I also love that you acknowledge that this isn't some, you know, crazy, elaborate spiritual practice where you have to practice for like one to two hours every day to see an impact. Like you really can do three minutes a day and feel, feel the impact of that and feel the power of that. And to your point, then tuning more and more into your body and its own wisdom and what it's telling mm -hmm. you that you need on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so, so powerful. Yeah, our body, our body just knows so much. It's so wild. It really does. And so this is actually one kind of area of our journey that I didn't realize we we definitely have some overlap. My um, career started in the realm of uh, body image and eating disorder recovery because that's mm. something that I struggled with a lot when mm. I was younger as well. And uh, yoga was actually one of the main practices that I found as a teenager that kind of led me into the world of mindfulness and breath work and meditation. And I think for me, one of, one of the most healing things about these types of more somatic modalities that really got me in my body was helping me to trust the messages that my body's sharing after all mm. those years of going against <laughs> what my body mm. wanted and kind of fighting my the, the nature of my body to in order to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I know for me that was really healing, but I'd, I'd be curious to hear more about your that part of your journey and how breathwork was supportive for you in maybe supporting and healing your body image. So when I found it in Bali, and that was 13 years ago now, that was like at the depth of my disordered eating days. Mm -hmm. um, it was when I was, I would wake up in the morning and just be like, oh God, like I don't want to have to fight my mind today. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to be on and off the scale. I don't want to have to worry about food and all this kind of stuff. And so I remember like awakening from that experience and it, it kind of felt like I was in some sort of like psychedelic experience. I don't know if yep. you've ever done like mushrooms yep. or anything, but like, it's just like, whoa, what the heck just happened? And for the first time in ages, I could feel the difference between a visceral hunger cue and like a, like a physical hunger cue rather and an emotional hunger cue. So I knew I'm like, oh, my body, like I'm not actually hungry. I'm just, I have an unmet need that's an emotion. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let me pay attention 
to that. And so breath work helped me connect my mind into my body so I could extract the, the intelligence of the body and I could actually meet my needs in the way that they needed to be met versus my mind hijacking the whole thing with an agenda of having to be a certain size, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it was this beautiful healing journey that I did for myself. And after that, I was like, this, I want to share this. Like, this is my work in the world. You know, I, I had a, I had a plan to be a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my mom as a real estate agent and I'm like, she, all she does is go for lunch. Like this looks great. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. <laughs> she like gets dressed up and goes for lunch and looks really pretty. And um, so I was like, I want to do that. So that was like my plan of like being a, a like a mortgage broker, real estate agent, something in that. And then this mission stole my heart and it's been history ever since and hungry for happiness then evolved into pause breath work and yeah that's where we're at today and it feels so right <laughs> yep isn't that so funny how that happens our, oh our, my gosh our plans can be so different than what's actually most aligned for us totally when you just go with the flow it all works out it all works out exactly exactly <laughs> what would you say has been one of the most surprising parts of your own breathwork practice practice whether in the realm of like self-discovery or things that have come up for you that that have surprised you or caught you off guard along the way? Ah, mm. uh, like as far as like the lessons that I've had across, like along the way? Yeah. Yeah. Lessons yeah. I think is, is a big mm. one. I know for some people it's the actual like physical experience of it is, c- can be really surprising and feeling energetic shifts in your body. Yeah. Gosh. I feel like, I feel like it's a new day every single day. Like I feel <laughs> like every single day there's something that I experience. There's a new feeling, there's a new awareness and it's just, it just, the weirder it gets, the weirder it gets like this path of spirituality and awakening and healing. It's just, I'm in awe, like truly every single day of like what's actually possible when we tap into our bodies and we use somatic healing and we heal our our trauma and we heal our childhood wounds and we realize that we are not these stories and we are not these identities and we are not these ruptures and wounds that exist in our body, but we're something so much greater. And not only are we something so much greater, we are actually the ones that are that get to heal all of that. It just becomes like life becomes so easy after that. And, you know, I, I, I would, I would be annoyed at hearing that probably like, <laughs> like, you know, 10 years ago, because my yeah. life was so hard. Like it really was, it was hard. I was making it hard. Everything was hard. Yeah. Um, but the more I do this work, the more I breathe, the more I realize like my joy, my job is joy. My job is joy every single day. And if I can allow myself to be in a vibration of joy and excitement and really nourishing my body and loving myself and loving people and pouring love into my mission and my relationships and my friendships, like that's, that's like, I've already won, you know, like that's it. That's all, that's all I desire is just feeling joyful and then helping others tap into their most joyful state. And do you ever have periods of time or even days here and there where you're doing the things, you're doing the practices and it does feel a little bit stickier or a little bit hard, harder to access that joy? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's like there's times where the external world feels a little bit chaotic and intense and 
whether that's like work stuff or whatever it is, it's just like, oh my gosh, this feels crazy. But that's the time. It, it's interesting. My ego's like, we don't have time to do our practices, but that's the time that like the you practices the are most. the most important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the ego's like, I don't want to do it today. This sucks. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm constantly coming up against that part of me. Of course, I'm superhuman still. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the it's the commitment to the practice despite what's going on brings us back into our center and like that's that's what ultimately helps us and liberates us into our next level yeah yeah showing up even when you don't want to is one of the most self-loving things we can do yeah totally totally I also love the phrase you shared the weirder it gets the weirder it gets <laughs> that is so spot on <laughs> I was in Mount Shasta with um my energy healer last on the weekend and like just like crazy shit was happening and I'm like whoa like this like there's so much that we can access through our awareness like it's just so weird <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and the more that you open to that the more it happens and yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, okay, this is happening now. This is super strange, but let's just go with it. <laughs> yep. And that's available. And also, like you said, the people who were are where you were 10 years ago and are like, you know what? Life is just hard. Like in that space, just three minutes a day or five minutes a day totally. of practicing this can just help you get to a more, you know, calm and peaceful and, and loving baseline and then totally. weird can happen later down the road. <laughs> yeah. Start small. Let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any other kind of words of wisdom or pieces of advice for people who are just starting in their breathwork practice? I know you've shared a lot already. Mm, just starting. Your body knows what to do and your body is the healer. So just listen to the thoughts of in your mind of resistance, but really, really trust you that your body knows exactly what to do. And literally all you have to do is breathe and the body does the rest. And I think that's a big shift from a lot of different personal development. There's a lot of personal development is rooted in the doing of like, I got to do this and then I got to do this and then I got to do this. And this work is really about the being, the surrendering, the releasing, the letting go and just really letting the body do the work. Like the only quote unquote work is the actual breath, which can sometimes feel like, like, okay, I am really working the breath, but Mm -hmm. that's what leads to the liberation and the body really opening up and letting go. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Mm. That's so important to just surrender and trust that your body, your body does have this incredible network of intelligence and it knows what to do when you let it. It's just so wild. Yeah. It's really so wild. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, okay. So mm. I know that you have something to share with your app for all of the listeners, which I will link in the show notes, but there's a, um, like a special or something for new people who join the app. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So for your audience, we'll give everyone a f- complete month free on the app. So if you go to pause.live slash slash sharer, S H E R. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Megan's last name. It's <laughs> a hard one, I know. <laughs> it's like kind of hard to say. It's like it, sure, yeah, it comes sure. out a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pause.live slash here. Um, you will get a free month of the pause breathwork app. So for those of you who would like to embark on a journey of using breath to heal your mind, release anxiety, get back into your heart and feel your most powerful self. Um, yeah, check it out for a month, see how you like it. That is so beautiful. So generous. Thank you so much. I will definitely make sure we link that in the show notes for everybody listening. So you can all check that out and start to practice some of the, some of the um, modalities that we've talked about in the episode today. 
And where else can people find you if they just want to stay um, in the loop with your work and with pause and all the Mm -hmm. things? My Instagram is sort of the hub for all the things. So at Samantha Skelly, if you desire to be a breathwork facilitator, that's all at pausebreathwork.com. You can apply and book a call with our team if that feels like an aligned path for you. And yeah, those are like the two big places. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. We'll make sure to link those as well. So everybody can follow along. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Okay. So the last quick question that I love to ask everybody who comes on the show is besides your, your main modality, obviously, besides breath work, is there another wellness practice or habit that is one of your go-tos that you feel like you can't live without? Oh my God. So obvious. Cold plunging. Oh, I cannot yes. live without cold plunging. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm right there with you. I I don't have access to a cold plunge here where I live like I used to. And I've been so bummed about that. So I've been doing cold showers instead, but I love cold plunging mm. so much. It's, it oh feels my just so refreshing and so restorative. It is my favorite thing. Um, like I said, I was in Mount Shasta on the weekend and I didn't cold plunge for like four days straight because I wasn't at home. And I'm like, I miss it. I got to get back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you, once it's a regular part of your practice, you really do crave it. Mm, I literally did. I'm like, I can't wait to get home and go on the cold plunge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have uh, so many friends and people I've met who are like not into the cold. I'm one of those weird people who really thrives in cold weather in general, Same. like stick me in the snow any day and <laughs> I avoid the heat at all costs. So they're like, of course you love cold plunge. You love cold in general, but even people who don't love the cold still, even with just like a minute of cold plunging are like, okay, yeah, I felt way better. Totally. I just, I make everyone do it. That comes to my house. I'm like, you don't yes. have a choice. You have yep. to do it. <laughs> Well, and it's perfect because you you have to incorporate the breath when you're doing the cold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so perfect. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Mm, Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for for coming on the show today. This was such a fun conversation and I really appreciate all of your wisdom and all of your insight. Mm, You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody who's listening today, if you benefited from this episode and know somebody who might benefit from learning about breath work in general and the different kind of types and entry points and where to start pass this episode along to them and as always until next time I hope you have a happy healthy and love-filled day <laughs>